This is Sir Gene with the morning update. Good morning, Surf. All right, first, a little bit of a confession. I'm actually recording this after dinner. So the morning update that I usually do around 10 a.m. started to slip, but that's actually good news for you because now I actually have more items from the rest of the day today to talk about. And with that, let's just jump right in. So first item is Google deleting reviews. I'm sure we've all seen this uh, story, at least stories about it in the past uh, relating to Google deleting reviews on YouTube or thumbs downs on YouTube relating to the new White House channel. Um, if you look at the channel, someone did a great job. They actually built some software in Python that ran through, checked on a uh, every 10 minute basis or something for the number of thumbs up, thumbs down. And what you end up with is a a growth, uh, a very, uh, it's, a, it's not a linear growth, but it's, it's a standard curve growth of negative thumbs downs on uh, pretty much any of the videos coming out of the White House. And then uh, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of those negatives just disappear. And then what you end up seeing is sort of a sawtooth pattern where there's additional negative uh, thumb, or I keep saying negative, so additional thumbs downs, right? Happening in Google. And then uh, they'll build up for a period of maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then boom, most of them, maybe not all of them, but certainly most of them disappear. And then they start building up, building up, building up. And then boom, once again, they disappear. So you end up with sort of a sawtooth pattern. That's the best way I can describe it. But you could actually reconstruct the real number of them if you just start essentially putting back in the deletions and you know those from the software that, that checks in. Maybe it's every minute. I don't know how often it runs, but it, it's probably frequently enough to be able to find all the disparities. And you can actually see how many people are putting in negative reviews that Google in their great wisdom and their great uh, disdain for anything that's not Joe Biden are choosing to delete because they're calling these fake reviews or, uh, you know, fake thumbs downs. They're, they're, they're considering them to be uh, clearly something that is not done by an actual human being. And I've noticed that when I have uh, done a thumbs down on one of those videos, uh, if I come back 10 hours, 12 hours later, I can once again do a thumbs down because clearly mine's been reverted. So uh, now they're doing the exact same thing, or at least a variant of that, on their app store. But people are, for obvious reasons, putting one-star reviews for Robinhood. I don't know if there's any way to do a zero-star review, but whatever the lowest one is, is what people are doing. Well, good old Google doesn't like that. So they are deleting a lot of those reviews, even though I think at this point, no matter how you slice it, Robinhood is a one-star app. But um, Google is still trying to pretend that, oh, these are just fake Russian bots. These aren't actual human beings doing this. Yeah. No one's buying it. Good luck, Google. Enough about that. Let's move on. Let's take a look. Um, what else we got? Oh, I, I um, there's a funny meme that I saw, which is, uh, you guys will understand why it's a meme here. It's, it, it looks like a very real photo of the typical movable sign with text, you know, like chicken dinner here, $5, or uh, no waiting, we're open. You know, those signs that you can move around or rent. There's one that says, free Nobel Peace Prize with an order of shrimp tacos. I love that. That That is absolutely classic. The way those uh, Nobel Peace Prizes are being handed out might as well, right? It, it certainly seems to be the case with uh, BLM being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize and has already received some other prize from Norway. And of course, what I said at that point in time when that first came out is, so Norway is basically giving out prizes to BLM just to keep them out of the country? Is, uh, is that the deal? Is that what they're going for? Because it sure looks like it. Uh, all right, what do we got? So NYU Stern Center for Business and Human Rights has just issued a report that claims that anti-conservative bias on social media does not exist. This is in and of itself a form of right-wing disinformation. Wow. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. So they're, 
they're saying there is no bias whatsoever in social media, but there is plenty of disinformation coming from the right. And one of those pieces of disinformation is the idea that there is left-wing bias in social media. Hmm. So people getting deplatformed, completely different ways in the way that people are treated, in the ways that BLM was treated versus the, the protesters at the Capitol, in the way that the police are treated, again, versus Antifa and BLM. You know, the fact that uh, the, the Shah of Iran still has a Twitter account, uh, as do a number of dictators, like known dictators in other countries around the world, at a time when the uh, president of the United States has his Twitter account removed. So, nope, no bias at all. No, I just, well, I mean, they did the right thing. That's not bias. How is doing the right thing bias, right? Well, well what do you expect from NYU? It's, uh, I guess that's, we, we expect exactly what came out of there. And why anybody would spend $40,000 a year to send their kid there is beyond me. It, it's like, can you not find a cheaper indoctrination camp to send your kids to? Why send them to expensive indoctrination camps? Hey, better yet, how about they just go and uh, get an associate's degree somewhere where they learn an actual skill or trade? You know, last time I had to call an electrician out to, um, Okay, this is going to sound bad, but to put in a uh, a plug for my electric car in my garage, you know, the electrician's charging 130 bucks an hour. That's a, a that's a good chunk of money, and this is not a corporate guy who's not working for some large electric, uh, uh, you know, uh, outfit. This is like a one man guy that I found on Yelp. So it's him, and then he's got uh, maybe one or two other people that uh, are are sort of his junior helpers. But uh, I'd say uh, that's a pretty good wage for somebody that absolutely guaranteed does not require. A college diploma to be able to do. It does require actual skills, though, in, be able, in being able to safely handle electricity. All right. Well, enough on that. Uh, let's see. Well, actually, I'm going to take a drink of tea while I'm looking through what we got here. Good old Yorkshire tea. Nothing better. Maybe someday I can get sponsored by Yorkshire tea because I probably drink about 10 cups of this stuff a day and more on some days. Let's see what else we got. I, I had a lot of memes I was posting today, so like those don't translate well. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to... Uh, bother trying to hash them up here. Uh, I guess Biden had a meeting with 10 GOP senators to try and negotiate on the coronavirus relief. So it's interesting because um, it sure seems like the main thing that the Democrats are trying to do right now is to scrounge up another 10 senators to vote for impeaching Trump. So I wonder what kind of deals they're making because um, I, I kind of bet it'll be the exact same list of senators that is going to have their names on a bill that they can tell their constituency, I gave you more money. I put an extra $10 in for you. I had to sell out Trump to do it. But hey, you get an extra 10 bucks. Look at me. I work for you. Again, how stupid do people have to be to know that anyone who's been in the Senate for more than one term is corrupt? They are the swamp. They need to be out of there. Anyone that's been in the House for more than, let's say, three terms, corrupt. They're absolutely not working for you. They work for the people that pay their real salaries, the lobbyists. So, of course, that's who they're going to be uh, looking out for and making decisions to ensure that the lobbyists are going to get what they want. It's not you. You're not even the product in this equation. You're, you're just somebody that they have to pander to a little bit and absolutely never intend to do anything once they have your vote. But really what they're doing is they're working for the lobbyists. That's who's going to make sure that they're going to make as much money as possible. Nobody leaves Congress without becoming a millionaire. That's the way to phrase it. All the politicians, regardless of what they had when they came in, and you can look at AOC is a perfect example of this, a, a coffee shop waitress, a barista maybe even, but nonetheless, when she leaves, she will be a multimillionaire. And she's, uh, she's been in there two terms. I don't even know if she's not a millionaire right now. She could very well be a millionaire just after a little bit over a term and a half. Uh, so it's, it's disgusting is what it is. 
Uh, somebody was interrogated by the FBI uh, that was caught on facial recognition software coming from an airplane. Uh, unfortunately, a guy was nowhere near Washington, D.C. protests. So uh, good old facial recognition works well, except that there are a lot of people that may look the same. And especially when uh, when they're not trying to stand in front of a clear white wall uh, at a 90 degree angle and have their face uh, get a shot. When you're trying to do facial recognitions from all kinds of angles and sides and phone cameras that are low resolution, all kinds of things. So uh, no surprise there. So Crowder is back. Uh, I guess he had some health issues, had some heart something or other come up. But uh, he's always fun to watch. I always enjoy watching his clips. I'm not a club member, uh, a mug club member for him. So I don't watch all the all the exclusive stuff that he's got on. But I've always enjoyed his Prove Me I'm Wrong series. And he he comes down to Austin where I'm at quite often to do those. So it's, it's always fun, fun to watch. I guess they're having some snow in Washington, D.C. And, um, well, wouldn't you know it, that... Ah, it just precluded uh, the two inches they, they got in D.C. precluded Biden from being able to uh, uh, come out and uh, address the press on uh, the foreign policy. So shucks, I guess he'll have to do it some other time. Oh, well, you know, it's hard to get out of the basement of the White House, especially when the stairs are slippery because it's snowing outside. So you, you got to give the man credit. Scott Galloway, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen him. Scott Galloway is actually somebody I've generally liked. Uh, he is absolutely a New York lefty millionaire and uh, teaches at NYU. Yes, the same NYU as the previous story, but he's been a guy that's advocated for breaking up a lot of the uh, the large multinationals. He wanted to break up Apple, uh, as well as Amazon, as well as Google, as well as Facebook. So he's been championing that course for a while, and it's a little disappointing to hear the way that he is talking about the situation going on around GameStop, essentially saying that, boy, it's these these children that are sitting in front of their phones and it's really depressing that this is the best thing in their lives. The only thing they can do is hit the buy button and try and, and play uh, with these stocks that are clearly going to end up bankrupting them. They will absolutely be the losers in this whole scenario. Uh, and, and they're probably going to want to commit suicide. They'll probably be really depressed, just like the girls that have been sitting there in front of Instagram and comparing themselves to all these rich and famous models. So my take is I think Scott's got some buddies that are in the uh, hedge fund business. He is feeling bad for them. He doesn't like what's happening. And when you don't like what's happening and you don't have any logical arguments, what you start doing is attacking the persona of the people that are on the other side of the arguments. The, the ad hominem attacks that he's chucking out there are essentially a proof that he doesn't really have a good rational argument for why it would actually be a mistake to uh, do something that you care about by buying this stock. Now, is it a good long-term hold? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, uh, somebody that gives out stock advice. I've talked about it. I'm watching this situation. I'm not participating in it right now. But I also think it's absolutely the right of anyone to be able to use their money in whatever way they see fit. And it is an absolutely legal way to use your money to buy a stock for any reason that you like, even if that reason has nothing to do with the eventual appreciation of that stock's price. It could be a collector's item. There were people that bought stock in companies that were going out of business a hundred years ago during the great depression for the exact same reason. They bought that stock because they liked the company and they were hoping that the company may still survive. And if it didn't, at least they would have a little momentum of it. So I see nothing whatsoever wrong with spending money on buying stocks like GameStop that you simply care about. And you know, if it kind of uh, screws with the uh, elite class, the uh, hedge fund managers out there, well, that's so much the better. Um, that's a positive in my book. 
Um, so let's move on, shall we, from that? Oh, actually, you know, um, something else I wanted to bring up, and I, I want to talk more about this in coming podcasts, but I, I wanted to start somewhere, and I made a post on uh, Nogen Social a little while ago, a few days ago, and that is, do you really want to have the next election be exactly like this election, or do you want to make sure that the next election is nothing like the last election? And what I mean by that is people need to get off their asses, stop sitting on the couch, watching Fox News or whatever conservative network you're watching, and then saying, man, somebody ought to do something about that. And that essentially was the Q phenomenon. We, we had a whole swath of people who have been convinced that the only thing they needed to do was kick back their shoes, sit on the sofa, and watch conservative news because Trump had it all planned. He knew exactly what he was doing, playing 10-dimensional chess. Uh, he had a whole slew of people involved, and they knew exactly how to win this election. And when, when the election wasn't won, there was another story that lasted two months, over two months, uh, almost three months, of how exactly Trump was going to change this whole thing around and end up still being the president at the end. So that inaction very likely cost Trump the election in the first place. People had a too much of a... Um, I don't have to do anything. It's already taken care of attitude. So what I want to do is start encouraging you guys to not be in that mindset. And it's two years until the next election, but it's much less than two years until the next primaries. For example, in Texas here, the next primaries are going to be in March. So we are actually coming right up on the primary season. And the only way to affect change is to be involved at a level that gets you access to effect change. And I'm going to be talking about this more, and I'll have more uh, articles published on No Agenda Social about this as well, in ways that you can get involved and make sure that you have a direct individual impact on the next election and not just simply a wishful thinking lack of impact on the next election. So uh, the first step in all of this that I want to make sure people do is take a break from the media that is absolutely uh, working against you. They're working against us. They hate you but yet they generate their money from you. And it's pretty obvious who I'm talking about here is Twitter and Facebook. And there's obviously other companies as well, but let's just start very focused. I'm not saying quit Facebook today. I'm not saying quit Twitter today. I have done those things. I'm not on either one of those platforms or any platforms owned by those companies. But what I am saying is the first step is like quitting smoking is you got to be able to take a break. If you can't go 48 hours without being logged into Twitter, or you can't go 48 hours without being logged into Facebook, you're probably not going to do a whole lot for the next election. So let's just have you kick back your shoes or kick off your shoes, kick, kick up your feet and sit on that sofa. Cause that's really all you're going to be able to do. You need to stop giving money to people that are going to abuse you. And you may think, well, I'm not giving money to any of those companies. Yes, you are. You see, you are the free product. They get you for free and they sell you to other companies who pay them real money for you. And the only way to stop being that free product is to delete yourself off those platforms. And I know it's something that people are very vested in. You have a bunch of relationships and friendships on there and your relatives on there and your classmates are on there. How your company might be doing business through Facebook. It's not easy for a lot of people. It's easier for those of us that never let ourselves get that deep into it for sure. But nonetheless, you have to recognize that when you are providing yourself as the product to a company that sells you and then turns around and spends money to defeat you, when you're voting in an election, there's only one arrow pointing at one person here, and that is you. You can change that scenario. You can defund Twitter. You can defund Facebook, but you can't do that and still be a member of those platforms. So step one 
Take a 48-hour break from both of them. You want to do it one at a time? Fine. Do it one at a time, 48 hours only Facebook, away from Twitter, 48 hours only Twitter, away from Facebook. Ideally, just 48 hours away from all of those. You, you don't need to be on. You're not going to miss anything. And if you have to do it for work, it's unfortunate. I get it. You have to do it for work. But you have to still understand that even though you're doing it for work, you are providing money, i.e. ammunition, to people that want to silence you and frankly, put you in jail, most likely, if you start reading the commentary they're writing. Um, I don't think that's ethical. I don't think it's ethical to give free ammunition to somebody that wants to put me in jail. I don't think it's ethical to be a free product for these companies so that they can turn around and abuse you. That's bad behavior. It, it would be unethical on my part to continue doing that. Now, uh, I'm not going to keep preaching on this. I certainly don't want to make it sound like I'm preaching on this. But for people that want to make a positive difference in the next election, there is a path forward. And some of the first steps on that path have to do with defunding people that see you as their enemy. All right, enough on that topic. Let's move on. Marilyn Manson, do we need to talk about this guy or not? Uh, you know what? Probably not. I, I, don't, I don't think that's worth commentary. Um, he seems to be the latest person caught in the Me Too movement's flytrap. Uh, he's had a lot of beautiful girlfriends over the years. He's even been married to a couple. Surprise, surprise, a rock and roll performer with a lot of kinks that are very obvious is now being seen as an abusive uh, relationship person by a lot of these women. So, shocker. Okay, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and of course I talk about it. All right, something more fun. Oregon decriminalizes all drugs. So, well, that's fun. That'll be a fun little experiment. Uh, now, there is a little asterisk in terms of decriminalization. It's not like they can do anything about federal laws, right? So, all they're saying is, we're not going to enforce any, any drug-related laws by a local Oregon police departments. They are still finding people. So I guess that's, that's one of the changes, right? So if let's say you're doing some really hard drugs or the quantities are larger, uh, they're saying they're taking out jail time from any offenses like that, but there might still be a fine involved. Well, that makes total sense. They, they don't want to empty their coffers out completely, right? So if you're going to have fun and do drugs, they're obviously going to want to get their cut of it. If they can't legally tax the drug, I guess that's the other way of taxing the drug is to keep it pseudo-legal. Like, it's okay, you could do it, but, you know, here's a, a parking ticket type thing for you. You have to pay that, otherwise you're going to have to appear in court. So it's an interesting, interesting idea. I've always been fully in favor of legalizing all drugs. I think Portugal did a great experiment and it demonstrated the benefit of having all drugs legal. But I'm also a libertarian, and so I kind of think that um, uh, there's nothing wrong with allowing people to indulge in self-destructive behavior on themselves. There's something wrong with somebody getting high and driving a car and crashing it into somebody. There's nothing wrong with a guy taking drugs and overdosing and dying. And I know some people will disagree with me on this. They will say, well, no, both are horrible. You can't allow that. But I have to say that um, if you believe in personal responsibility and freedom, uh, it's, it's pretty unethical to prevent somebody from making decisions that involve their own body and what they are willing to do to it. So the other benefit, of course, of having all drugs decriminalized is a lot more content for the Darwin Awards, which are really fun to watch. If, if you haven't seen them, there's been, I think, a movie and there's a bunch of YouTube videos every year of people winning the Darwin Awards. In order to win the Darwin Award, you have to end up being dead in the end of it. So it's people doing really stupid stuff, but in a glorious, wonderful, you know, a very 
very wild and crazy way. So it's sort of like coming up with the, the wildest way that you end up doing something stupid that ends up uh, resulting in death. And it's self-explanatory, of course, as to why they're named uh, the Darwin Awards. All right. Do we need to talk anything more on GameStop? Probably not. I know I've got a few more articles relating to it because it's still kind of news. But I can skip through it. The Dems, well, I shouldn't even call them Dems. The socialists are pissed off at Biden because they're still thinking that, hey, man, you lied. You promised us $2,000 for stimulus checks the first day in office. And now it looks like, oh, maybe it's only going to be $1,400. And maybe it's going to be six months down the road. So, yeah, kind of pissing off the uh, the base that, you know, helped you get elected. I'm not going to say got you elected. But, you know, they certainly helped get them elected. Um, they did their share of, of burning down businesses and scaring the shit out of people. So um, maybe not a good idea for the uh, the administration to piss all of them off, huh? Hmm. On the flip side of the uh, political aisle here, we had 13 House GOP members, so not Senate this time, House members, that wrote a letter demanding that AOC apologize to uh, Ted Cruz for saying that he wanted to go and kill her, which is essentially what she said in her tweets. Obviously, Cruz did nothing of the sort. Nobody wanted to kill her. I don't think even the, the, the most far right wing person out there wants to kill AOC. AOC is a lightning rod. She is fun to have. We enjoy her craziness. There are plenty other people in Congress that would be higher up on the list of people that I'm not going to use the K word. Let's say that conservatives would not want to be around long term. AOC is not one of those. Her ideas are so crazy that even Democrats aren't going to pass them, or at least, you know, less likely to get passed. So, no, AOC, Ted Cruz was not trying to kill you, and neither was anybody else. And, and if you were afraid that you were going to be killed, well, may I suggest you um, go to the range, take some gun lessons, go to the store, buy a gun, probably wait a while because they're hard to come by now, and then have that on you as you're allowed to in Congress for personal protection. And then you, you won't have to be cowering in the corner being afraid that somebody's trying to kill you. That's not going to be a thing for you anymore. So with that, let's wrap things up. This has been your morning update, even though it came out kind of late. Catch you all tomorrow.